Bienvenue dans le podcast de football Night Shift. Hello, welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 15. Europe, here it is. Tommy, what's happening? Not much. That's I'll, my intro. I like. <laughs> Remember when you used to really think them out? I used to write a really long, or an elongated intro. Mm, that was good. It sounded like for um, shits and gigs, for it, laughs. It was based on like how Rushton does it for Football Weekly, right? A little bit, maybe. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, you know, funnier I'm, than him though. Yeah, for sure. No, I think he's okay. I like him, but he's not funny. He's just a good host. He just has not got a funny bone in his body. No. Um, I like how we're doing this broken translation through Google thing, though. This is good. I've been enjoying it. I've shifted from just, hello, how are you in other languages to... Because uh, mm. I'm, I'm hello, always... welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast. I'm always going to have to French. be good. You don't want to hear me say, oh, actually, I'm pretty shit this week. We're taking requests for languages next week. I think we have to do Turkish at some point. That'll sound great. You reckon? Yeah. When we're talking about Yilmaz. Yilmaz. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Football. What have we got? Are we starting in the Premier League? I think we have to start with the best moment of the season. The most dramatic. Ooh, we're starting there. Moment of the season. They could. Well, we're starting back in the week and the stuff we missed. Oh, what did we miss? All right, do that. Well, I think it is worth mentioning the Liverpool United game at Old Trafford last week. It was pretty big. Oh, it was. There was, was a lot a surrounding it. It was a pretty big deal. Um, we weren't going to go into Man United fans and their protests on here last time they did it, but uh, this time we just wanted to point out, I guess, the uh, the stupidity of it at times. There's like protesting's one thing, and then slashing the tires of the other teams. It wasn't even their bus; it was a decoy bus. It was bus. a dummy bus. But even if it was their bus, like, how is that part of your protest? Slashing the other teams, like the tires of the other teams' bus. Agreed. Come on, wise up, United fans. Pull your heads in. It's, it's starting to look uh, extremely targeted. Also, probably don't stand in the street with signs saying boycott our sponsors while wearing match kits loaded with sponsors. Yep, and uh, Adidas tracksuits. Adidas tracksuits and <laughs> Chevrolet badges. This, yeah. oh man, the intellectual dishonesty from these guys is insane. There's, there's, a, there's a good protest to be had and it's, you know... You've got to, if you disagree with the ownership, this is pretty much the only way that you can fight back against it. Uh, but it doesn't look like, why didn't they protest against Leicester? I don't know. Seems I don't to, know. Seems to be just singularly yeah. focused on one team. It feels that way. Which on, made it all the better that they absolutely pantsed them. They did. They really did. They stuffed um, them. I watched a decent chunk of the replay of this game and. Really, all I took out of it was how good the football was and how disappointing it is to not have crowds for such a game like this. It's just, even towards the end of the season now, it's, it's starting to hit me a bit more, the no crowds thing, because like, we're looking at all these massive games at the end of the season that mean a lot. And it's just, like, imagine if Old Trafford was sold out for that. Liverpool v United, the dub, like the rivalry. Yeah, second versus, you know, fifth. Liverpool have been disappointing. Second v fifth. They're, they're really playing for their lives at the moment yeah. to make the Champions League. A six-goal game yeah. would, would have been awesome. With great goals, great football in between. Yeah. I was, uh, no, I was impressed with that game because usually Man United-Liverpool League games are dour draws. Yeah. A lot of, lot of nil-nils, a lot of one-ones, yeah. one-nils and stuff like that. Uh, so this, this was good. This was like the FA, was the FA Cup or League Cup game that they played earlier this season. It was just end-to-end, high-octane football. It was nice to see. Very good. Yeah, we've got no shit to hang on this game. No, for once. Got nothing to hang on them. <laughs> yeah, the football was just good. And yeah. I enjoyed it. 
But what you just said on the crowds, that's the first thing I thought of when Alison thundered that header home this morning. You, you, like a little pocket of travelling Liverpool fans. That's what away days are. Would have been going ballistic. Um, oh, dude. Yeah. Never mind that West Brom are relegated. But True. They are playing <laughs> for European survival, so... Um, it's a big yeah. deal to Liverpool. It is for a sure. big deal to Liverpool for sure. Um, I've enjoyed seeing the already relegated teams getting in there and uh, causing a havoc. It's great. Sheffield United won this morning as well. Yeah, I did have a note on that because uh, we've hung a bit of shit on Everton this year because deservedly so. I think so. That's an absolute disaster. Where? Who are, are they? Broken. This they're, is a broken, broken team. They're um they're now they sit eighth. They're three points behind West Ham and well behind on goal difference. Yeah. So that's for that last, I think it's a Europe, Europa League qualifier spot. Um, yeah. They'd be doing very well to get above uh, eighth position this season. Yeah. Very so, well. Uh, disaster for them. Do you, know who, do you know who their last two games are? Do they have Chelsea, I think? Uh, I have no idea. I'm purely speculating at this point. Yeah, I don't know any of the coming fixtures in the Premier League. If you ask me about another league, sure. Yeah, you're our... Uh, oh, they got Wolves. They've got Man and City. City, that's what it is. So... It was Man City. Yeah, yeah, they're in trouble. So they're in trouble. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got any games you want to talk about from the Premier League? Uh, not particularly, actually. The, oh, the you Palace know? game was really fun. I actually quite enjoyed watching uh, them come from behind to beat Aston Villa. There's... I mean, we're at the point of the season where all those mid-table teams in the bottom half... Even the relegation guys... They're playing for contracts, whether it's at their club or at different clubs. Yeah. Uh, so some of the more individually talented players are really showboating and putting it out there. Wilfred Zaha, he was immense. He was excellent, wasn't he? He's so exciting, man. His ability to beat people one-on-one in the, the tightest of spaces, especially within the box. Um, and he's got great delivery as well. Yeah. He probably deserves better than Palace. He's been strangely he? loyal to Crystal Palace. Yeah. Well, he did try to go and they just, they wouldn't sell him. Just flat so out, no. I don't know when his contract runs out or what's it, happening with him. but It's got to be soon. It must be soon, right? Uh, you'd think so. How old is he, do you know? Nah, I'll just be guessing. Surely getting on, late 20s. He is 28, yeah. Yeah. Always had, he's he's one of those ages, players man. I've always thought of him as like a 24-year-old. He's, all the time. He's got the Jesse Lingards about him. Yeah, all he'll the always, time. And Theo Walker. I always but he's actually a, he's getting towards a veteran stage. Must be something about pacey wingers and forwards. Maybe. Um, and also, Benteke is just a beast in the air. Un- unplayable when he is getting hang time like that. He's finding a bit of form lately. He has, three towards and three. the end of the year. Again, another one maybe angling for a move yep. sideways. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um the only games in the Premier League that I really took too much note of this week was uh, I saw the Leeds-Burnley game. Had a bit of an eye on that. Thank you. And I uh, had a bit of an eye on Man City and Newcastle. Oh, I didn't see any of this. So, good contest. a seven-goal thriller. I totally miss this. <laughs> uh, 4-3 to Man City. Um, conceding three goals against Newcastle when you consider yourself a Super League team is a bit, <laughs> bit rich. But uh, Joel Linton, the guy we've been shitting on a bit, got on the board. He got a penalty. That's good. Um, That's good. A guy I've never heard of called Ferran Torres scored a hat-trick for Man City. Wow. And that's no discredit to him for me not having heard of him. I just don't watch a lot of Premier League football and I don't know who this guy is. He came from Valencia or Villarreal. One of the... Did he? Yeah, one of the Spanish sides beginning with V, I think. Hat-trick. And some good goals. Yeah. Good job. End-to-end game. My God, they've got talent just... 
pouring out of every orifice, this team. Yeah. Even when they play players we've never heard of before, bang. Yeah. Patrick they, wins um, the game. Their depth across the board is pretty scary. And the, um, the way they just ruthlessly string up win after win after win. That's the thing. And like, even in a game like this where they've found themselves behind and uh, Newcastle, Newcastle deciding to come out and play in the last month or so. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. I think there's, we was, you, um, you were being very uh, kind to Matthias Klick's influence on the lead side. And when he's in there, how much we just purr. Like we run yep. much better when Matthias Klick's playing. Um, and he went off the boil for three or four months because he suffered uh, from COVID mm. when he went on international duty. And a side that the most affected side in the Premier League by COVID was Newcastle. Interesting. And I wonder if now they're just really starting to find their feet again. Because they say recovery does take anywhere between three to six months. People sometimes even yep. affected by longer. Uh, so maybe, we're, maybe we've just been really critical of that. Because they've got great attacking players. And when they piece yep. it together, they're obviously a match for most sides in this league. Do we owe them an apology? Not yet. They're no. still not winning games. True. Um, maybe next season. Give them- but positive signs. I still think they need to do off with Bruce. See, this is making me think that maybe go just go one more preseason with him. Because he's already got the mm, side. You, you'd bother. imagine they're not going to make any signings. I wouldn't bother. Who's on the market? Who, who are they going to get? His record, not just at Newcastle this year, like, but the rest of his time in the Premier League, kind of speaks for itself. So I wouldn't even persist with him another year. Who would you go and get? I don't know. don't know the answer. Martinez available? Do you think... The former Wigan manager? Yeah, potentially, because he's available, been, he's been linked with Celtic. He was linked with Celtic a long time ago, and it looks like that's gone. Out the window. Would you give Eddie Howe a run? These are all, you know. Oh, yeah, mate, he's out there as well. He's currently also linked to Celtic, but. I wouldn't mind seeing um, Stephen Gerrard go to Newcastle. I just wouldn't mind seeing anyone else go to Newcastle and take over from Bruce because he just uh, just doesn't do it. Yeah, that's all I got. That's good Newcastle chat, I think. Good Newcastle. People good should be happy with People that. People were upset with. Uh, some Newcastle fans are upset with the lack of love we've given them <laughs> this year, but they've deserved it. It's they've been, been hor- horrible. It's hard to. <laughs> they've been horrible. What do you want us to say? Joel Linton has been utter cabbage for most. Yeah, for so, the most part of this season, know, of course. Yeah, he popped up this morning with a good pen, tucked it away properly, like you're meant to, Aguero. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, you still got to respect the audacity of Aguero. No, you don't. Who apparently is going to Barcelona? Is that right? Yeah, this same Barcelona team who rejected a 33-year-old uh, Luis Tuarez is now signing a 33-year-old Sergio Aguero. Well, we can, get to, we can get to Barca in a bit when we move to Spain. Do you have anything else on the Premier League in the meantime? Not uh, like actually the Premier League, but just the guys that are going to come up to the Premier League. I don't think we've... Do we have any we Norwich fans? Do you know any Norwich fans? I don't know any Norwich fans. <laughs> I know one Watford fan. Welcome back, Norwich. Um, Watford are up, aren't they, as well? I think so, yep. yeah. Um, did they start playing the playoff games over the weekend? They may have, actually. That's not what we're talking about. What I wanted to talk about is this incessant yo-yoing of teams. It is so much worse than it's ever been. For Norwich, and Fulham as well, Fulham have done the same thing now just opposite ways. Fulham have been promoted twice, relegated twice in the last four years. Same with Norwich. Yep. This, I mean, and it just shows how two-tiered the championship is. It is, with, with the parachute payments and the way that it's set up, it really makes, and FFP as well, for the clubs who obviously don't have parachute payments, you can't compete in the championship without overspending what you make. No. And so, 
you're setting up an, unsus- an unsustainable league, basically. And you, it's this is what you get. You get the same teams going up and down. Yeah. There's definitely the gap in the championship in terms of cash drops off very steeply when oh. you start to look at the sides down the bottom of the championship to the to- sides at the top of it. You look at Rotherham compared to Norwich and it's just yeah. different worlds. Yeah. Um, I don't know too much about how it all works, but I know it's annoying and people get sick of seeing the same teams go up and down. That's what It just seems anti-competitive to me. And I th- you know the reason that they did it was so that um, the Premier League clubs that got relegated didn't go bust. Okay, that's fine. I just there's got to be a better way to do it that doesn't decrease the competitiveness well, we've of the t- league. We've touched on it um, across other weeks, but the whole footballing world really re- needs a remodel. It does. It does need a shake shakedown from top to bottom. Um, like we're, we were talking about it earlier, like the on the back of the Super League thing, like um, Lars on the Football Ramble podcast talking about uh, the Juventus chairman saying they can't. You know, we can't afford this. This model's broken. It doesn't work. And it's like, well, have you tried Have you tried just like spending less money than you earn? You know, <laughs> like stop trying to spend more money than you actually make. Could you imagine? Oh, what a world. Like, like every other bloody person on this planet has to do. Do you think they get $15 over withdrawal fees from their bank? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> yeah, just literally live within your means. Yeah, so the championship playoffs coming up this week. Um, League One, League Two as well. Uh, I believe tomorrow morning they begin. Uh, Brentford and Bournemouth. Again, Bournemouth, another relegated side. And the other one is Barnsley and Swansea. Oh, so good to see Barnsley up there. I guess we're hoping for a Barnsley-Brentford playoff final. Yep, and then Barnsley to do Brentford. That'll be awesome. I mean, Swansea have been down there for a little bit now, but Bournemouth, Bournemouth had a good run in the Premier League, went down, and they're in the mix to come straight back. Um well, Swansea have that. I'd like to see Brentford get up after they cruelly just missed out last year, and then when they were knocked out in the playoffs after just missing out on the top two. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but yeah. So I'm I'm on the board the bees at the moment. You like the bees? This one, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Their fans used to do my head in when we or used to Barnsley. play them. I don't really care. I They're prefer. Just, I prefer just not Bournemouth or Swansea. Exactly. Someone new. Swans- It'll also add a new stadium to FIFA. Yes. <laughs> and that's... I mean, have they added Ellen Road yet? I know they took their sweet-ass time in getting that in mode. there. So you still... Oh, dude. <sighs> I don't know how it's only on there for exhibition, but not for career mode. But there you go. That's We digress. This is at EA Sports. Fix your shit. Fix your shit, EA. You got anything else Premier League or do you want to move on to the rest of Europe? No, that was good. Premier League seems to be sewing itself up, putting yep. a nice little package, a nice bowl in it. Yeah, where do you want to go? Up to you, Europe. European I'll go comment. to my notes. I've got a bunch of notes. Uh, I've done. A, I've done a bit of homework this week. Um, we're starting in France. Yes. Because uh, I guess the intro was French, so the uh, the flat track bully and serial downhill skier Neymar <laughs> <laughs> was back at it again this week. All of a sudden, uh, the team they're playing, Rims, Rem. Go down to 10 men. Rames. Go down to 10 men and they have a penalty and Neymar steps up and takes it and from there on against 10 men he takes the piss. <laughs> he had a cracking game. Yeah. He, um, he only scored the one and got one ass- uh No, he should have had a few assists. I think he might have got one assist. He should have had a few but Mbappe's shooting was a little off. But uh, this morning they got up 4-0. Uh, 
uh, to keep the pressure on at the top of Ligue 1. After Lille were held to a nil-all draw yes. away to Angers. Huge developments. Huge. They were pretty much safe. If they won this, it would have been like wrapped, right? Uh, sorry, to Saint-Etienne, that was. Yep. They drew with. Saint-Etienne. Um, they play Angers in their last game, Lille. And they'll probably, need, a, they'll probably need to win. Because not, not a draw. They're only a point ahead. Okay. And PSG play Brest. So um, you'd imagine PSG get the points. But they were good this morning. They were worth their points. But, you know, it's still... So they should. So they should be so winning should these be. games. Um, They're not doing anything else now. This is if, their entire focus. You, like the complete, uh, the difference between the wage bills of PSG and every other club in France is absolutely ridiculous. So, um, so speaking of anti-competitiveness, yeah. So they should be battering any team outside the top four or five. Hmm. Um, just want to touch on the red card for Rams. It was a straight red for the penalty. It's one of those ones where we've, we saw a few this weekend in the A-League where the defender slides in to block a cross. Oh, no. And the ball hits the trailing arm. Yeah. He got a straight red for it. Really? Like, not on VAR either. The referee just gave a straight red for it. It seemed ridiculously harsh. And Isn't that just crazy con- like contrarian? If I can get my tinfoil hat on, it oh. seems a bit iffy that oh. a straight red would be dished out against PSG like that. I know. And they're chasing the league with all this money involved. Mm. Are you posing a rigged or shit? Because uh, this I'm is sounding... A borderline mm. rigged or shit, that one. Hmm. Tough. It's mightily rigged to it me. Was a t- it's a, I think it's a... <laughs> it's not like he, he didn't block the goal. It was a cross. And his trailing arm... It hit his trailing arm. But like, There's no way it would be deliberate. He's just doing that thing where they slide and they've got their arms out for balance and it hits his arm. A straight red... And they got a penalty harsh. for it. They got a penalty for it and they scored. And isn't, that was the first goal. Isn't there like a double punishment? So they went 1-0 up. Well, I believe the rule on the red cards is if, you're, if it's like a deliberate stopping a goal. Okay. Or like a deliberate denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. So like... Harry Kuehl of the red card is... If you miss time... The World Cup is my <laughs> yeah. example. It, yeah. Um, if you miss time a tackle in the box, you'll get away with just a yellow. But if the ball's gone and you like, you know clearly impede the guy making no effort to get the ball then you can get a red okay so it seems a real harsh that a handball like that is given a red yeah yeah um all right put the tinfoil hat away that, that'll do on the rest of france though marseille have probably locked up the last europa league spot they got a 95th minute penalty aduth milik formerly of napoli oh yeah uh, scored a hat trick fifa got the got the penalty in the 95th minute that probably wraps up the european spots there although uh, Lyon and Monaco will continue to battle for the Champions League spot. Nice. That league is going to the wire. It is. Great to see. That's all i got for France. Nice. Bonjour. Bonjour. Is that goodbye as You've well? got to get the bonjour in. Bonjour. I'm not sure if that's goodbye as well. All right. We really need a French correspondent. We need lots of correspondents. That would be a good way to... It would help. It would be a good way to advance this show, actually. Yeah, we're busy people. We should put it out on Gumtree. That's where your best people are. I guess. Air tasker. Yeah. No, no, because then we're paying them. We want them to be... Oh, that's right. We want slaves. Well... Not, not <laughs> slaves. Not slaves per se. We want... They will we act, want... look and function as a slave, but we don't call them that. We call them brand ambassadors. <laughs> brand ambassadors. Yeah. We want brand ambassadors. Yeah. Should we move to La Liga? You've got to be ethnic. Yep. What's La Liga this what's week. What's happening in La Liga? Oh my God, what isn't happening in La Liga? Oh yeah, I saw this. No, um, we were whinging as well about how late the games were. 
because they obviously move them to be all at the same time. They were all they were all like two a.m. two thirty a.m. kickoffs here. Mm. Not as bad as the French ones, which were all four thirty this morning. We're recording this Monday. Two thirty would have been doable, but we digress. The idea of having them play those big three teams all at the same time—brilliant! What a brilliant idea! It was every game. Oh, every game was at the it same time. It was every time. game in La Liga and Ligue 1. That's it was at the great, same time this week. I think that's a great idea. Yep. Because it threw up the drama that you were about to explain, I imagine. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I don't have the exact timeline of... Uh, I don't know how it matches up with when the goals went in and stuff. But I do know that there was a lot of late drama. Barcelona were at home. Were they at home? Or away. I don't know, but they lost. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, they're home or away. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. There we go. Okay. Home or away? Oh, they were home. Okay. They were home to Celta Vigo. <laughs> and they're now officially out of the title race, Barcelona, after a 2-1 defeat. Oh, dearie me. Santa Mina with their first shot of the game. Was it for really? Celta, just before halftime, oh, equalised <laughs> to make it 1-0 after Messi scored a header. <laughs> Um, good assist from and Diego then, Aspas. Good player. Yeah. Oh, good player. Yeah, very good player. Um, we go across to the 86th minute and Braithwaite misses a tap-in that would have got them the win. Um, the most obscure Barcelona striker of all time. Oh, absolutely. There was a few moments in this game and their last game where Messi had some half chances where if he had scored them, it would be like, you know, oh, King Messi does it again sort yeah. of thing. Like, Plays had the, the chance, narrative. Had the chance to knock off Atleti last week, but didn't. Um, but he was good in this game again. He set up chances, had some chances, and then Celta Vigo came into it. And a Celta player, I'm not sure who, in the 89th minute, whips in a cross. And it's a shit cross. <laughs> it goes over the keeper and hits the post, comes back out, and Mina's standing there, scores the rebound. And that's it, Celta... Beat Barca and Barcelona out of the La Liga race. Oh, I love that. That's the last wound inflicted upon Barca's season. Yeah. A really fucking mishit dog cross. Yeah. Cannons off the bar, mean a tap in. Disgusting. <laughs> it, it took me back to, um, I don't know if you remember this, when we played together at Anglevale, we, we were Div 4 and we played against a Division 1 team, Saturday Division 1 team, Old Iggies. On the verge of oh, I do knocking them off this. in the cup. I do remember this. When we conceded. We were 1-1. Their yeah. player handled the ball, like caught the ball, and then booted it into the net. And the referee allowed it to make it one all. This was like five minutes to go. And then one of their players tried to cross it in. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it was a horrible cross and went in. And that's how we lost. You we got just... knocked out by a Div 1 team because of that. 2-1 because of some absolute dog shit luck. Essentially what happened to Barca this morning and they're out. I, I like that you've compared us Div 4 Sunday to Barcelona and their what? plight. That's good. Yeah, well, if I'd anyone agree. saw us play, you know, it was Div 4 Tiki Tucker. It was, yeah, as good as we could possibly <laughs> dish out. Across to Madrid. Well, it wasn't actually in Madrid, it was in Bilbao. But Real Madrid stayed alive. Uh, they won 1-0. They got a lucky uh, Audrey Sola, smashed a ball across the box, hit Nacho in the knee and went in. That was it, 1-0. They win. Real Madrid they are stay there, in it. At their devastating best. They're, yeah, their devastating best. They're still in it. Um, so it goes down to the final day after Atletico. They stayed top with a 2-1 win over Osasuna. What drama. And this game was absolutely drama. Old mate uh, Suarez had a few chances early on that he just butchered. He had a ball in the six-yard box that he stopped and then had all the time in the world and hit the post. 
Um, Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Athleti absolutely dominated the play. Then uh, the game, 15 minutes to go. Enter Bosnian-born Croatian Ante Budimir. Gives Osasuna the lead after his header had only just crossed the line. The keeper saved it, but it was just over the line. And uh, so the goal was awarded. All of a sudden, Athleti, 1-0 down. 15 Chasing. minutes to go after being top of the league all season. They probably would have known by this point Real Madrid were up as well. By this point, the live ladder would have shown Madrid ahead. Yeah. And it would have showed Barca just behind them, yeah. having not conceded yet. Um, and then... Pressure. Left-back substitute, Renan Lodi came on and he hammers home a gorgeous flick from João, João Felix. Nice. The Portuguese kid. Yeah, that hell expensive kid. 82nd minute, that was. So they're clinging on, they get oh, the draw. squeaky bum. And then... Luis Suarez, who we just said had plenty of chances, popped up and converted a Yannick Carrasco cross <laughs> in the 88th minute. Who um, else? Who else? Yeah, excellent. So Atleti hold on and it goes down to the final day. Madrid are home to Villarreal and who, that's, uh, that's not a locked in win for them. That's going to be tough. Definitely. Uh, Villarreal had a big 4-0 win this morning in Sevilla. A Sevilla side with nothing to play for. They, okay. can't, they can't move from fourth. Yep. Um, while Atletico are away to Real Valladolid. Oh, okay. This is going to be... Oh, this is so It's going to be good. Can't um, believe we have two top European leagues going to the final day. This is awesome. Yeah. It's been a while. I, I had a little note here on uh, Yannick Carrasco, the Belgian. Go on. Um, well, he's one of those players that he ditched the European football to nick off to China. Oh, did he? And we've seen a few of these players do this and then no, try and come, come back. back and it not work out. El Shirari is one of them. It hasn't really been hasn't cited. Really fired. Um, but Carrasco has come back to Atleti, decidedly... Missed the, um, he missed the, uh, the competition, the competitive nature of the top-level football. Went back to Atleti, sets up that winner on the verge of winning the league. So good on him. Good story. So yeah. you can go and make bank and then come back and live you out your dream. You can make bank and come back. I can't remember which side he went to. It might have been Evergrande, Guangzhou. Yeah, was it the one with Hulk? I'm not sure. It would have been. he went to China. Beijing, and, uh, maybe. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, copped all that criticism like other players did as well. And uh, here he is. He's back. Could win La Liga, but... There's a lot of great stories in the athletic yeah, side. There is. It's great. That's um, what Carrasco did, similar thing, what Awema Bill's considering at the moment. Um, looks like his six years with Midgieland is up. And you know, he was quoted in the press about, could take the easy move and come back to Australia, live out the rest of his life comfortably. Comfortably. Go and take the cash, play in Asia somewhere. Maybe have a similar circumstance to what he's had this season. Um... From memory, it said something he'd played 42 games but only started nine of them. Okay. So he feels a little bit underappreciated. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, looks like he's angling for a move out into Germany or Holland. Yeah. Speaking of Holland, Ajax, title winners again. Yeah. We don't really go into it much because there's... We don't go into it because they win it all the time. Yeah, and the competition's not as fierce. But... um, uh, Especially as some of the others. There was that cool thing that they did with their trophy though. I like this. Did you yeah. see this? I did. Yeah, this is they, really nice. Um, Ajax have melted down their latest trophy, and uh, they've melted them down into like silver stars. And each member, each season ticket holder, will get one. Brilliant idea. Yeah, great idea. They've got enough trophies. They don't like you know. Yeah, you don't physically need another trophy and in the cabinet. I saw some uh, you want it. some of the more cynical folk around saying you know oh the, I bet they just said they did it. But like, oh, there'll be. We have social media, man. You know, you can't get away with just saying you did it though, because exactly they would have to hide the cup anyway. Precisely. If they just said they did it, and then you have all these season ticket members messaging each other, like, "Did you get one?" Like, well, of course <laughs> yeah. they're gonna do it. I think they meant they just 
they didn't use the actual cup. Oh, okay. People were suggesting that they wouldn't have actually melted the actual cup. Oh, they why just not? melted some other silver, but I don't see why they would lie about it. Marketing. Because then, yeah, they'd have to hide the real one anyway. They wouldn't yeah. be able to display it because people are like, didn't you melt that? <laughs> people are walking through like, hang on. Didn't you melt that down? I've I have some at home. I have a piece of this in my wallet. Yeah. Look. Oh, that would be awesome. Imagine how cool many of them you to can do. sell. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really a great cool idea. Thing to do. They're very fan focused, so it's. They are, yeah. That's, They've always know. been good at that. Uh, better than the AOL living deck. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, oh, we can touch on it later if you really want to. I would like to later. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll get to that when we talk Australia. Um, trying to think what else happened in Europe. Oh, Turkey. Got, oh, do you want more? Oh, I've just got Syria, that's all. I've got Syria and Germany still. Nice. Before we hit that, did you, see the, did you see the top three in Turkey? Where I think it was Besiktas won by a single goal. Uh, a single goal and goal difference, yeah. There's been some tight... Do you think COVID's having a positive impact on the competitive nature of leagues? Um, it's hard to say if it's COVID, but it's... It just seems know. to be a lot more really yeah. going down to the wire. I like it. It's great. It's great oh, entertainment. Yeah, it's been excellent. We've been happy with that. Um, Makes it seem like it's fairer somehow. Was it Besiktas who got the title? I think it was. Goal. Yeah, Galatasaray, Fenerbahce third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, do you know any other instances where a team has won a league by just one goal? Uh, didn't didn't City beat Liverpool by a goal? Or was it more? Uh, I'm not sure. That uh, was more than that. I know in the A. I think in the A League it happened. In a Premier, uh, for the Premier's plate, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Was it us? Was it Adelaide and Melbourne? I don't think so, no. It was someone else. That was really um, tight as well, I remember, though, that we were knocked the out only of one I can, a single goal. The only one I can think of without Googling is um, Arsenal-Liverpool 1989. Oh, was it really? Yeah. <gasps> and where <sighs> it came down to... Well, Arsenal were meant to play Liverpool a few games earlier. The game was postponed because of Hillsborough. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. And so they ended up playing each other as a standalone last game of the year that was still to be played on a Friday night at Anfield where Arsenal Danger. Arsenal had to go to Anfield and win to win the title, but they had to win by two goals to win it on mm-hmm. goal difference because Liverpool were three points ahead. Yep. And um, Alan Smith scored a goal and then Michael Thomas scored in... Was it a header? The last minute of... It was a header. <laughs> Michael Thomas scored in the last minute of stoppage time for Arsenal to win 2-0, which gave them the win on goal difference. Gave them the league on goal difference. One nil would have seen Liverpool win the league. Unbelievable. So yeah, real tight. That's kind That's of what great. happened in Turkey, but they didn't. It's not the same. It wasn't the team. You know, yeah. They, the fact that they ended up playing off against each other in a standalone game like that. I know. To end it was uh, by the circumstance yeah. that happened in oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. All amazing. Right. Serie A. There we baby. go. I'll go across to Serie A just quickly. We'll try and get through. We're going on a bit. Uh, Juve beat Inter to stay alive in the Champions League race. Five-goal thriller. Uh, VAR intervened to give penalties everywhere. Oh, it was like an episode of Oprah. Oh. You get a penalty. You get a penalty. You get a penalty. Everyone, oh. everyone check under your seat. You've all got a penalty. That's great. Yeah. And some of them were very questionable, but we, we don't have time to go into the, the nature of the refereeing oh, in that who game. Knows? But Interpretation of the rules is bad. VAR is no better. What do you know? Oh, yeah. Juve, Juve were down to 10 men. Uh, went down to 10 men when they were 2-1 up uh, and then another VAR penalty for Inter <laughs> then the ref gave another pen for a foul <laughs> on Quadrado which he tucked away Brozovic got sent off late for Inter and it was just a brilliant example of the theatre of Italian football 
with just chaos where like a team will give away a blatant foul <laughs> and then argue with the referee about it for days, you know. Uh, That's why Chiellini's so old. Oh, man. He's actually only been playing for three seasons. Chiellini this morning complained to the referee and got, they got, Juve were given a penalty for a foul in the box and then Chiellini did the exact same thing and Inter got a penalty and he was straight up to the referee pleading innocence like, Come on, mate. Have some awareness. His his fucking wrists must hurt so bad at the end of a game. Yeah. Just the back and forth, 180 <laughs> degree motion in which he's firing yeah. them towards referees. Well, come on. Oh, no, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do accents. Nah, don't do accents. <laughs> Milan drew nil all with Cagliari, <laughs> and Atalanta won four three against Genoa, while Napoli beat Fiorentina. So, in terms of oh, the Champions League race, uh, it comes down to this last weekend, which is shit. So Napoli are home to Verona, who they should beat. Um, Juve are away to Bologna Who they should beat The tough one is Milan play away to Atalanta Oh big game So Someone has to drop points Someone has to drop points Shit If you Are on the side that we are Of not wanting Juve To make the Champions League You need a You want a Milan victory Yep If Milan win And Juve win Juve will be level with Atalanta But Atalanta have a better head to head Brilliant. Each Napoli, Milan, and Atalanta all have a better head-to-head record against Juve. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there so, you go. So they deserve um, it. One of these teams. Not yeah, Juve. yeah. So that's our conclusion. Uh, but if Milan lose or draw, uh, Juve will probably jump them. Yep, up for grabs. Because they'll probably beat Bologna, and it would be probably devastating for Milan to miss out on Champions League this year. It's been after sitting top for so long. It's been a roller coaster. But, um, the yeah. slow decline has been arrested, maybe. Yeah. So it's either Milan or Juve making Champions League, you'd think. Unless, uh, unless Napoli, you know, have a, something drastically goes wrong for them. Uh, there no, you go. Another, final se- another final day drama season. Final day drama in the Serie A. Love to see it. Um, How are we going to watch all these games, man? Oh, t- subscriptions. Str- dirty streams. Oh, the dirtiest of streams. No dos. Red Bull. Ugh. Coffee. Do you want to die? Lots. I'll go to Germany quickly and we'll Speed. wrap it up. Um, there's nothing really to play for on the last day in Germany. In terms <laughs> you, of the... You've let us down, Germany. Fucking hell. Uh, in terms of the, the European spots. Um, Foregone <laughs> conclusion, I believe they say. I don't know about the relegation. If that's still... Yeah, there's still things to play for in the relegation battle. But uh, in a shock result on the weekend, Frankfurt went to Schalke and lost 4-3. Dead bottom Schalke. Bottled it. With 13 points. They now have 16. Frankfurt. Dead bottom. Yep, they've bottled Frankfurt it. Frankfurt have blown their UEFA Champions League chances. Uh, they had all the pressure on Dortmund. A win would have kept that pressure on. But um, Dortmund got up last night, 3-1 away to Mainz and secured Champions League spot. They're going to finish third. That's unreal. Uh, third or fourth. It's between them and Wolfsburg with a game to go. Considering how far off the pace they were for such a long part of this season, for them to be anywhere near yep. third position is just... They were... It almost covers the cracks a little bit, don't you think? A little bit, yeah, probably. But um, I think their team changed a lot once they sacked the coach and okay. the assistant took over, and they've been really good since. And then next year, they've got the... Um, I can't... Is it Marco Rosa? The Mönchengladbach coach coming okay. in next season for Dortmund. Um, he'll be good. But uh, yeah, Champions League somehow wrapped up there. Wolfsburg will play Champions League. Yep. Uh, Leipzig, Bayern Munich and Dortmund. 
pretty much done. There was also a German Cup final last week. Yes. Also involving Dortmund and Leipzig again. They played each other just last weekend. And they played each other again Thursday morning in the Cup final. Uh, 4-1 Dortmund. to Dortmund. Emphatically, a Sancho double and a Haaland double. At their destructive best. Marco Ruiz finally got to lift some silverware as captain of Dortmund. Great nice. story. Fitting story as well. There was him, and there was also the right-back, Lucas Piszczek, who's a club legend veteran. He's been there. He was there for their double. They won and the back-to-back league wins under Klopp. Uh, an absolute legend of Borussia Dortmund. He's one of my all-time favourite players. Um, in tears after the game as the players were throwing him in the air, celebrating, because he's retiring at the end of the year. Um, and it's just a shame, once again, that there were no fans there to see it and to cheer him off. He would get a, he would get a huge ovation from the yellow wall. I'm sure once fans are back next season, they'll organise something. Yeah, you'd have and to do a little exhibition he'll have a little, Or he'll come out and, you know, yeah, do in something. his suit and wave or something at the crowd and they'll chant his name. They'll give yeah. him his send-off that he deserves. Yeah. That was really um, really moving, actually, to see that. This dude just bawling his eye. It almost looked like he was afraid of heights. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. if you saw it, it out weird. of context. <laughs> just throwing him up in the air. And he <laughs> He's was like crying. bawling his eyes out. <laughs> Let me down, guys. Yeah. Stop. I don't like it. They are, Dortmund made efforts to replace him this year with uh, getting Thomas Mounier in from PSG. Oh, I like him. And they had a young like Spanish him. kid called Moray. But um, Mounier's been piss poor okay. all season. And That's he ended rough. up... He ended up losing his spot to the young Spanish kid who's out injured at the moment. So Pichek's been playing. But there you go. Nice. That's good way to end. That's, uh, that's Spain. That's Germany. That's France. That's Italy. That's Turkey. That's Premier League. A little bit of Danish Premier League as well. A little, I will bit, add, a little bit of Michelin. We'll add um, Lewandowski equaled um, Jörd Müller's 40 goal a season record in the Bundesliga. Yes, he did. And he had a glaring chance. Had such a great chance to make it 41 <laughs> on the line. Somehow misses the tap in. Uh, it was a decent save, actually, in the end, I think. He might have got a little bit on it. Uh, that was cool to see. 40 yeah. goals in a book. And, you, you know, this is a guy that you would think would be on the decline now. But, no, he just continues no, to he's find incredible. new levels. And, I, yeah, I still think he goes... He's not underrated, but he, I still think he goes under the radar. For sure. A lot sure. of people in the yeah. football world, um, in, like, football discourse kind of thing. He just, sure. just goes about his business. He's not always special. They're not always special goals, but his positioning... And his like the emphaticness of his finishing, mm-hmm. you know, if he gets a half chance, he's burying you most of the time. Yeah, so exactly, yeah, he's uh, oh, and just on the Dortmund guys as well, weren't they the youngest players to score a brace in a cup final? They eclipsed one another. Yeah, so S- Sancho became the youngest player to score a double in a was it in a cup final? I think that's what the record was. Yeah, yeah. became the youngest player to score a double in a cup final, and, and then a few days. minutes later, uh, Holland beat him and became the youngest player to score a double in a cup final. And if you, I encourage people to go go watch the highlights of this, the DFB, DFB Pokal final. Just search that. You'll see the highlights on YouTube. But Haaland's second goal on the edge of the box, he goes to shoot with his left and he's slipping over. And as he slips, he kicks the ball into his right foot that's now sideways yeah. and it deflects up into the air and over the goalkeeper and in. He makes his own luck. <laughs> he does. He seriously Somehow does. it still goes in and he now it's his record. After he ruined Upamakano's career. Oh. Who <laughs> had his Boateng moment, I think, unfortunately. Upamakano is meant to be this massive uh, defender that every he club wants. He's going to buy it, isn't he? Going, I think so. Yeah. And he's like, you know, so 
known for his strength and his power and he's chasing Harlan and Harlan just stops and he bounces off him. Harlan <laughs> sticks it in the net. It's beautiful. Awesome. So good to see. What yeah. a talent, man. I cannot wait to watch more, more Harlan next season. He's just such a joy to watch, yeah. So good. Wherever he ends up, it's going to be great. Should we leave it there? Yep, good rap. Good rap. Hey, should we talk a bit about the FA Cup final? <laughs> you mean the final that matters so little that you forgot to mention it? The FA Cup final was played on the weekend. I can't execute my point any better than the fact that we're doing this. I want you to explain. So in the build-up, I, was, I always look forward to FA Cup final night. I, the minor rounds go past lots of teams, lots of shit football. Yep. We get to the knockout rounds. It's usually pretty cool. Knockout football is great when it's good and there's big atmosphere. Obviously, no crowds this year, but we got to the FA Cup final. There was crowds allowed at Wembley. There was crowds, yes. Leicester played Chelsea. And you said it doesn't matter. Can you please elaborate and tell me, tell the good listeners why the FA Cup final does not matter? I just... And I'll tell you why you're wrong. (laughs) Oh, this is good. So we've already got a foregone answer. Yes. I just... When you asked me between Inter-Juve, FA Cup final, which game should I watch? Kind of flippantly, but then I thought about it. It, not, none of these games matter. They don't contribute really to anything overall. Uh, we've talked previously about how the FA Cup, you know, the minor rounds and everything else, it doesn't matter to anyone outside of England. So what do you mean that they don't contribute to anything overall? Any of these games? Inter-Juve doesn't contribute to anything. What do you mean? No, I meant more the FA Cup final doesn't contribute to anything. Okay. The Juve-Inter game didn't matter because Inter had won already. And well, it does because you are playing for a Champions League spot. Yeah, but it's still in Napoli's hands. So if Napoli choose... If, <laughs> if they had lost, then next week wouldn't matter. Yeah, exactly. No, you're blurring all the lines here. But anyway, the FA Cup. It just, I, just, I don't see its international appeal. That's what I'm thinking. And like does you said... Does it have to have international appeal to matter? To me, it does. So the A-League doesn't matter then? <laughs> to people overseas? No, it doesn't no. matter to people overseas. It, no, and why would it? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The FA Cup doesn't matter to me. But so, none of so these now games it's gone mean from anything. the FA Cup doesn't matter to the FA Cup doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Because I'm not over there. Well. You've changed it. You've changed. I'm just saying that the you've, FA Cup. You've twisted it. Outside of England, like we said a few weeks ago, doesn't, it shouldn't really matter to anyone. Knockout competitions are fun. Don't get me wrong. But for this concept, it's, it's like the League Cup as well. If you're a fan of English football, though, the FA Cup should matter. The FA Cup has a certain traditional it's still, and it's it's historic it's the oldest cup competition so on so forth but I think they kind of diminish it in a way that they don't offer a Champions League place for that team that wins it and invariably it's a side that's in the Champions League position a little bit is anyway that up to UEFA? oh that's a good question I'm not sure I think that might be up to UEFA I wonder if the FA allocate it I think I'm not sure I'm pretty sure UEFA allocate because in the A-League spots. there was news Last week, where that A-League, yeah. the Football Australia, whatever they're called, Federation Australia, whatever they're called, yeah. made the decision to make the grand final winner a half place rather than the Premier's place, yeah. which is a full place. So maybe, maybe it's UEFA. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. They do I have think their fingers in everything. To, to go back... Yeah, why am I wrong? I think... <laughs> uh, well, I kind of already like went there as the fact that it's football. So if you're a football fan, it does matter. It may not matter to you personally if you don't follow those two clubs, but it definitely matters to those two clubs in the final and their fans. It's a chance to watch your team win, silverware. It's a trophy. You play football for trophies. It exists. Because 
before you had just changed your argument to it doesn't matter to me, you just said it doesn't matter. And so my point was going to be, well, what, I think I said it means nothing. What the hell does matter? <laughs> what does matter? <laughs> that is what Does you anything said. matter? No. <laughs> there you go. Did that's, you catch any of the game? Though? That's what we were getting to. Did you catch any of the game? Did you enjoy anything about the game? Uh, no, I didn't see any of it except for one viral clip um, that came right on Chilwell's equaliser. Yep. That made me quite happy. That almost made me think, oh yeah, this game does was, matter. Because look how it was an own goal off Wes Morgan anyway. Yeah, however you want to quantify yeah. it. Chilwell was, was going to take it. It was disallowed by VAR on the offside. It was one of those... Uh, it looked just off, that one actually. It wasn't like, a, oh, that's not his arm, that's his shoulder. That's yeah. kind of, it was actually kind of was... It was his, I think it was The offside, position of his yeah. body, yes, kind of made him flat along the line. So yeah. you could have caught his chests. Yeah, yeah, so I think it was probably just off I don't know um, given the ones that they've ruled on this season yeah it fits into off. that bill yeah. of the ones they've ruled out Absolutely. so whether it's right or not the Lions didn't flag anyway which is our biggest gripe you know, um, the Lino doesn't call it it's probably close enough to be a goal yep uh, did you see the goal though the winning goal of Yuri Tillemans no you didn't see the FA Cup winning goal this is it how little matter. it means to me come on <laughs> it was an absolute banger He's capable you know what? Of it should have. I'm disappointed because it should have meant something to you, given how much we've blown wind up Leicester this year and how much we've got on boredom. I guess. Okay, and that's it's a better. Great. It's good to see them get another trophy to add. That's a better argument. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For Is the it, players that were there when they won the league as well, to now add this, it gives good teams outside of the league winner a chance to be bestowed glory. That's okay. I like Chelsea that. also lost, which I thought would matter to you. I'm I'm kind of warming up to this Chelsea team. <laughs> Uh, as crazy as that sounds, it doesn't it doesn't annoy me as much if they win things. Although yeah. it doesn't look like they're going to win anything, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, but just that clip of their their poor fans, <laughs> the can, look on that guy's face as he realizes when you can hear the Leicester fans from the other end go up. We'll have to share it on the Facebook page. Yeah, share it. You share it. They'll find it somewhere. Um, Fuck it. God, it's just good. a quick note for a quick G up for Casper Schmeichel. He was excellent again. Some huge saves late in this game. Big game player. Um, the save off Mason Mount was excellent. There was also the save off a Chilwell header, um, which I didn't think was going in. And then they show another angle where it's definitely going in. Shit, there you and go. And he gets there. Um, Kasper Schmeichel is an absolute beast who I think uh, we neglect to talk about a lot. He wasn't mentioned at all in goalkeeper of the season contention, really. Yeah. And, you know, they were considering three keepers as well. And the you guy's think, incredible. Oh. He's a Premier League winner and now an FA Cup winner. Yeah. So, yeah. He's got great genetics. Yeah. He's just, yeah, Casper Michael. His record speaks for itself. He will go down as probably one of Leicester's all-time great goalkeepers as well, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a... Did Kepa play? Uh, Kepa played, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. an interesting call. I don't think... It didn't cost them the game or anything. It didn't change Oh, has he, has he played all of the FA Cup games? That uh, I'm not sense. sure. He might have. Yeah, that but makes sense. But the goal was uh, good enough to have beaten Mendy anyway like it was a top corner banger yeah not good enough that I'm going to rip out the two keepers wouldn't have saved that <laughs> what, like, what do you hate more at the double or two keepers would have saved that uh, they're both equally stupid because if there was two keepers they'd probably they'd just about save everything they in would the corner yeah everything in the corner they they're would more save. you're more likely to score down the middle Oh yeah, exactly. When they both go, oh you, no, no, me. Like when you play doubles ping pong. Oh shit, house is yours. No, no, my. Yeah, yeah. It should but, always uh, be the person's forehand who takes control. So it's my bet. Anyway, <laughs> that's not how the rules of ping pong work. Anyway, it's not You're meant to go one shot each. 
Yeah, that's so you got to hit and get out of the way. But we digress. Um, <laughs> We're back in year twelve at this, examination. Looking at the uh, this Chelsea side, I'm just thinking like, is Timo Werner one of the worst signings of the season? <laughs> I hope so. How many goals has he got in all he, competitions? This he year? has scored some goals. They, they scored did, some goals. Yeah, they did bring it up on the but football weekly pod that he the, has contributed to a few goals. He as has. Well. I think on the balance of. Chances he's had though yeah, Big big chances definitely you know, I think he's the, probably spurned the most He's Yeah In that sense It's probably not gone well I think he's going to have a big season next year though Definitely yep. Or Actually now that you say it The way that Tuchel has been playing of late um, He's looking at doing Pep's False It's not even a false nine It's just no nine He's been playing Havertz in the no nine Yeah Havertz is good enough to do it and it's looked excellent. Havertz has done it at Leverkusen as well. You've got Pulisic on one side, Ziyech on another. Yeah. I mean, they look Mason Mountain behind. That that is yeah. a team to fear next season. Yeah. I would be. They're going to push City the whole way. I think Chelsea next should season. They, should they hold on to a Champions League spot, Chelsea? They could have a big run. I mean, I guess they could still win the Champions League as well and qualify That's that way. Exactly right. Um, yes. But Leicester, uh, Leicester adding the FA Cup to their cabinet, they should be playing Champions League as well next year as well. So, will they? Uh, well, they're sitting third, and they're, they're yeah, three points they ahead will. of Liverpool. Two games to go. Okay, I think they so, will. They got the same goal difference as Liverpool as well. But yeah, that's looking fantastic. He scored six times in thirty-seven Premier League games. Timo Werner. I don't think he's played all thirty-seven. No. That's all I got. FA Cup. Good work, Leicester. Congrats. Congratulations, Leicester. I was just thinking then maybe the FA Cup. It definitely meant more to me when I was a kid. The I used to love staying SBS up all night factor. Yeah, watching, you, There would be like three hours of build up to it Yeah, you saw then, the whole season play out basically Because you're a kid, you'd not often fall asleep and miss the one goal You would miss kickoff Wake sure. up in the 85th minute <laughs> 1-0 with the team with the ball in the corner Well, I remember waking up, seeing Man U being 3-0 up and thinking Hang on, Tim yeah. Cahill was supposed to win this game for yeah. Millwall I remember especially, <laughs> I like, especially growing up as an Arsenal fan they were always... That's classic, yeah. They were always... Oh, they've got... I think they've got the most FA Cups. They were always right at the pointy end of it. Um, some heartbreaking semi-final losses and some big final wins. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You may have talked me around. I just didn't engage with it at all. I think the FA Cup's all. cool. I think it was tough this year. Like like we said last week, with the cup competitions and the, the fixtures kind of being spread out and, uh, you know... Seem more of a nuisance than a value sorry, add. not spread out, but crammed in. Crammed so then, in, yeah. Cup weekends just kind of came and went amongst other games and... Yeah, usually they'd have a standalone like Usually weekend. the FA Cup final would be on its own. Yeah. It would be after the season finishes. Yes. Be like the grand finale. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, yeah that's probably and, all played into it as well. But it was cool. It did make a massive difference when I was watching it, uh, having fans in the stadium. It felt so much more... Like last year, I remember watching... Arsenal played Chelsea in the FA Cup final and it didn't feel special at all. Like, there was no fans in there. Arsenal won 2-1, but it was just like, yeah, another FA Cup. Yeah. And even this game, I don't support Leicester or Chelsea, but I turned it on and I was like, oh, it's great. FA Cup final, fans at Wembley. Looks awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. All right. I love the FA Cup. (laughs) There you go. We won him around. (laughs) I can't wait for Leeds to win it next season. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> on that note, on that note, we'll leave it there. Congrats Leeds on next year's FA Cup. Uh, up the whites.